Welcome to Pardon the Confusion. I'm your host, Paul Arnold, and I'm joined with, by, with, sort of, Ernest Watts and Chris Daniel. Chris Daniel lives in Denver, Colorado, and Ernest lives down in that metropolis, Rockingham, North Carolina. And Ernest, I heard on the radio today that we've almost gone through all our names for the hurricanes this season. So what's a good name they should add at the end of their list? Um, what was the name they came up in England where they were going to name the National Bo- uh, National Bo- Bodie McBoatface? <laughs> I think that would be a nice name for her. <laughs> Bodie McBoatface. Uh you got to be careful because I may use a political. So I better not. I better. I, uh, I don't know. Um, they actually Turkey. go with Latin about, alphabets after. Yeah. Alpha, Omega, yep. Alpha, Beta. After they go through all the names. And last week, one of the hurricane storms was named Nana. And then on Facebook, somebody posted the meme. Way to scare our kids during COVID that even their Nana is coming with torrential <laughs> rains and destruction. Couldn't they just go with Hurricane the sequel, you know, or, or the Hurricane Strikes Back, Revenge of the Hurricane? Uh, you know, just, just like, Could have said Denzel. Man. Denzel? Denzel. Yeah, he played the Hurricane. That's the right. Ooh, nice yes, boxing yes. Well, movie reference. Well, actually, you could call it Reuben Carter, too. That, well, so, that was know, the actual I, Hurricane. I couldn't remember, I couldn't remember Reuben, so I just went with Denzel. Right. Then we could, go with, we could go with the Scorpions, because they did the song Rock You Like a Hurricane. All right, we're stretching yeah. it now. Chris, All right, okay, okay. Before we get, your question for the day before we get started is, uh, how much do you smell pot around the the fresh air of the fresh clean air of Denver because my wife was down helping out handing out computers to start the school year she's a school teacher and she kept on smelling something she said you know there was a lot of skunks or something skunks. really bad down by the high school and I'm saying hey, really with AV guys what do you expect <laughs> and she said yeah and one car is really bad they rolled down their windows and I thought a skunk was in there and I said uh that was pot you know, oh jeez, you know it's a it's the air is a little fresher now that we got an inch of snow yesterday. What? So y'all went yeah. for like there was like a seventy degree change, right? Didn't it was like ninety. It was yeah, ninety four. Ninety four on Monday and Tuesday it snowed and there was about an inch on the ground uh, overnight. When I woke up this morning, it was still there. So it's gone now, but. Um, Suntan one day, snow blindness the next day. That's exactly right. Well, it was it was 30, 32, but yeah, you can smell it a little bit here and there. But sometimes when you walk by people downtown, you're like, whoa. whoa. And it's like, come on, man, try to keep it together. Not to be uh, blunt or anything, but that really stinks. Oh, that was good. Very that good. Was good. You know, the real sign is the red eyes. That's why Visine's been in business for the last 40 years. <laughs> I was out hiking on Sunday in this nice trail, and all of a sudden, from the distance, I see this lady coming toward me, um, and she had a little kid behind her, and I got closer, and I started to smell, she was smoking pot, and her eyes were all red. I'm thinking, lady, you're out in the middle of beautiful, you know, Michigan lakes, streams, everything with a little kid, and you're getting wasted. I'm like, what? Well, let's get off the pot conversation and get to a place that even colder than... uh, Colorado right now and that is the Milwaukee Bucks home arena and their fans they lost to the Miami Heat so Ernest what is more surprising that Miami Heat is this good or the Milwaukee Bucks lost well if you were listening to this great little podcast you heard me say this was going to happen two weeks ago 
Milwaukee, I mean, it's some you get in the playoffs, it's matchups. And since Milwaukee traded away Brogdon, well, actually, it was a, like a salary dump to Indiana at the beginning of the year. They really didn't have a reliable outside shot or a, a reliable wing defender. And against Miami, that's a danger because you got uh, Tyler Hero, Duncan Robinson, you got guys who can shoot three. They made a crucial decision. Budenhoser used to be at Atlanta, and he decided to keep Eric Bledsoe, which was his point guard, who was an all-star for, for him when he was with the Hawks. The decision came down to keeping him. He has injury problems. He didn't make a couple of the games because of the injury problems, and they jettisoned Brogdon. Big, beefy, six foot five, good defender on the outside, and they just didn't have Kyle Korver is kind of wore out, so they had no reliable outside shooting. Their best three point shooter was their center, Lopez, Robin Lopez. Mm-hmm. And again, that's you had him outside, you've got nobody to rebound. Mm-hmm. And you know, as much as Giannis is the MVP, and there's no doubt about it, he has a limited game, he has to be inside the lane to shoot. So this was just a bad matchup. If they had faced the Celtics or Raptors, they could have possibly won. But they've still got a year before Giannis is a free agent. He came out today and said he does not want to be traded. But they've got to make some changes. And number one is I'd let Budenheiser go, and I would hire Billy Donovan, and I'd call the uh, Oklahoma City Thunder and say, what do you want for Paul? Chris Paul, and that would solve really? their problem right there. Yes, you I would think do Billy that Donovan has it in him to coach NBA because it didn't show too much at Oklahoma City. I didn't think. Look at what he did with Oklahoma oh, City. Oh yeah, I mean he lost Durant, he lost Westbrook, he lost. Uh, I mean, look at the player. You know, uh, okay, so what you're describing is he's going to lose uh, the Greek freak in a year too if if all trends the same way. I think he can coach. I, I think he's. I think him and Nick Nurse did the best job coaching this year. Considering, look at the talent. Other than Chris Paul, name me two Thunder players. Yeah. Well, you said last week Chris Paul showed more in the playoffs than Westbrook and Harden. The way he stepped it up and wanted it. And I think he knows the clock is ticking on him. So, Ernest, do you think that the he can beat the Celtics, who I think are going to beat the Raptors? No, no, it's 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 the Celtics. Uh, I mean, they just have the depth. They have great defensive players. Uh, Smart can come out. He can guard in the perimeter. They got good perimeter defense. I think actually they're playing better with Haywood out. I think they're a, a deep team. And they can roll a lot of numbers at that. I don't even think it'll be close. I think it'll be a six or five game series. All right. So, Chris, you get the first chance at the Western Conference. And no big surprise, the Lakers look like they're going to handle the Rockets. The question is, LeBron, can he hang in there durability wise? And then the Clippers, no surprise, look like they're going to take care of the Nuggets. So, Chris. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Oh, that, oh you think you're Homer, your buddy you're at the Nuggets are going to win, huh? Uh, I I don't know if they'll win the whole series, but I think they're they're gonna take it to seven. I think they're gonna win tonight, so it'll be an even series, a two apiece, and uh, then it'll be a best of three. So I, they may not advance, but I think they're gonna take. I think after that first game, I think people thought the Clippers were gonna sweep, or you know, um, Denver may get one game, but I think Denver's. Uh, posing a little bit more of a challenge to 
the Clippers than than initially realized. Hmm. Is there any inside information from Denver that's gonna? Are they all gonna go out high and really play well? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> <laughs> They're in Orlando. They don't have those types of. Uh, oh, that's liberties. right. Oh, yeah. Paul, um, Paul, you're missing one of the great passing centers of all time. He's Nikola Jokic is as good as Bill Walton, Wes Unsell, or Avina Sarbonis, who wow. I always thought were the three best wow. passing centers. Did you? I know, I, I know Chris saw. He took one play where the rebound came off. He caught it with one hand and one motion, flipped it to the other side of the court, hit Michael Porter for a dunk. He must have been a volleyball he, player. I don't know. I don't know if they have that in Sylvania or whatever he's from. Uh, but uh, no, he's a great center, but I think he's not the alpha on the team, and, and somebody's got to pick that up. So whether it's Michael Porter Jr. in a year or two, or if it's Murray, uh, but I don't think um, – uh, Joker likes to be the front man. So if he can be the number two and just get a quiet 25 and, you know, 15 rebounds, I think he would love that and let somebody else dominate and get all the hoopla and just let him do his business. Um, do I, I his business? That. Really? Oh. You're going to say it that way? Yeah. You know, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm not, I'm not taking that back. He, just let him do his business, get down <laughs> to business. But whoever I think I think the Lakers come out of the West. I just think they're they're too tough, and no matter what matchup problems other teams have or, or bring up, I, I think they can handle it. And uh, they just have two, you know, two of the best top fifty players of all time on their team. And uh, I think it's it's going to be tough to to. That's the problem. That's that. all they have is the two top. That's it. That's all they. But have. you know what? But you know what? Rondo looks. Rondo doesn't need to score, but when he does score, it's it's kind of like icing on a cake. So last night when his three was going down, I mean it was just like there's no stopping this team because he's such a facilitator and he gets everybody. He plays very much old school basketball, where he gets everybody involved and he's such. Uh, a great um, facilitator of the, you know, being that point guard. And so he just, he has all the assists and hardly any points. And I think they need that. And he, it gets, it gets pressure off of James. So he doesn't have to do everything, whether it's start to play, finish the play, get people involved. Like it just, it allows LeBron to just do his own thing and take a couple of plays off or just be the finisher on one play versus being the point guard as well. Can I say all contrary to that? Yes, I think no, the Clippers. I think the Clippers. I did. Clippers have more depth. I like Harrell at power forward. I like the instant offense of Reggie Jackson and 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 Shamat and 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 Morris. And I just think they have a deeper team than the. I Lakers. hate Morris. I can I say that out loud. I you hate yes. Morris. Which Morris? The more the Morris no. playing for the Clippers or the one playing for the Lakers? L- the Clippers guy is so. No, the one playing for the Clippers is much worse than the guy playing for the Lakers. Okay. The depth. I mean, the Clippers have the depth, and so that's who I, I think is going to be the Lakers. But before we get off the Nuggets, can I throw in one more thing? And and Chris, you can. You, one thing I think they're missing Will Barton, and he was he's a good perimeter defensive. He's yeah. a three and D guy. He's injured. He was a starter for the team, but we've seen Michael Porter Jr. grow up before our eyes. This yep. is a kid that was the number one recruit when he went to Missouri. Had a knee injury, only played three games in college. And because of that, he fell in the draft. And Denver was smart enough. They had a draft pick in the lottery, picked him, let him sit down for a year, recover from his knee injury. And he has small forward skills. He's six foot 11. Yeah. And he's just going to get better. I don't know if he can be that leader. I think 
you've got some leaders with, with Gary Harris and, and Grant and, and to an extent, Jamal Murray tends to want to take the big shot. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Denver's future looks good, but I think the Clippers are set here. This year. I mean, I don't know who's going to match up from the Lakers against Kawhi. That, that, that's going to be a matchup problem. Because you're looking at Danny Green, and Danny Green just doesn't have the defensive ability to even stop. They're going to have to rush Green. They're going to have to, they're going to, have to run three or four guys at him. I like uh, – my wife calls him the bald eagle for the Lakers. I forget his name. It's the uh, – it's the white guy. It's not Kuzma. Uh, 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 yeah, the point guard from, <laughs> yeah, from Texas, Texas Tech. Yeah, yeah, they call him the bald eagle. Uh, uh, defensively, he is just – Oh, he's I mean, down. he like slides all over the place, and that, that concerns I think me. he – I think he, he – um, I think he shows the most – effort out there on the team because i don't think he's just naturally gifted so i think you're showing <laughs> he shows a lot of effort <laughs> i mean they're, they're but he's good to, he's very Alex good caruso is his name yeah. caruso that's right yeah, and he played in the d league and i mean so he's he's done his time and he's he's worked his way up and you know but uh <laughs> that's that's the roster for the lakers you take lebron and ad out and it is a a G League. So yeah. isn't a short white guy in NBA like endangered species, like a bald eagle? I mean, is that a no? Rare you have bird? to look at you have to look at him to understand. What yeah, he is. has bad pattern baldness. I mean, he, he oh, I have seen this guy, shave. Crusoe. Yeah, uh, yeah I mean, he, they he need just, to. Sh- he just needs to shave that head. All right. Before we leave the NBA, I might have one more quick hit for you guys. Um, Steve Nash. <laughs> is, that another, is that another bot joke? <laughs> I will say we. <laughs> hey, it's all subconscious, uh, buddy. Our, uh, our Steve Nash got introduced as the new head coach for the Brooklyn Nets. There's an image of him on ESPN holding a basketball, standing tall with New York in the background, but he's wearing old man pants, almost like sweatpants, up to his belly button, and he looks like he could be cast out of a 1950 Hoosier uh, movie. So. Is he going to do a good job there or not, Ernest? Well, first of all, this is a man who used to date Elizabeth Hurley, so I will never say he's what? not fashionable. He really did? Yes, he did. Yes, he did. P- before or after Hugh Grant? Uh, after Hugh Grant. Okay, all right. Does it matter? It's Elizabeth <laughs> Hurley. Okay. Uh, listen, the guy's smart. I know a lot of people were – we don't we don't have a a, Rose, a a Rooney rule in the NBA like we do in the uh, NBA, in the NFL, and I know that there's a lot of great candidates. I thought Jacques Vaughn did a pretty good job with him. He got him to the playoffs, and he stayed, which there's some continuity here. Here's the deal: he worked for the Warriors, and who used to play for the Warriors? Kevin Durant. This is yeah. this guy. This got Kevin Durant's uh-huh. fingerprints all, all over it. And so this Durant has a coach as a puppet, pretty much. He has an advocate for him. And again, good luck because whoever's the coach has got to deal with Kyrie, whether he's espousing flat earth or whether he's pushing his cavassier, uh, that he's just a hit case. So they so need we'll, a player's coach is what you're saying. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because this is a team that genuinely – the, the interesting dynamic is going to be Irving and Durant playing together because those are two guys who think they're the team leaders. And and they're both passive-aggressive. So this this is going to be an interesting experiment, to say the least. So like they used to say, you know, three, what's that, three lefts make a right or something like that. So two egomaniac 
passive aggressive players equal what? Well, I I think the Nashville, New York Nets, yeah, <laughs> the think, New Jersey Nets. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Nets, sorry. the things we're saying about Nash is what we said about Steve Kerr before he took on the job at the Warriors. Now, I don't think he's going to be as successful because I think beyond those two guys, you know, uh, Levert is a great, you know, small forward shooting guard swing guy, mm-hmm. but, but there's some holes in their team. I mean, they're not going to be a top four team in the East next year. I really don't think so. I, I think they're going to be a lot of, a lot of growing problems with that team. Chris, you agree Who's with it? everything that Ernest said, right? Who? Okay. So Milwaukee, the heat, Celtics, Raptors. Uh, I don't. I think they could beat the Raptors if no, everybody's health. If everybody's healthy, I think they could be a top four team. The last time Kyrie was healthy for a year, he was helping LeBron win a championship for Cleveland. That's my caveat: is if everyone's healthy, I, mean, I think they're a top. He four hasn't team. played a. Full, he hasn't played a full season in four years. Neither have I. But you don't see me complaining. Yeah, yeah, but you're not getting paid what he's getting. I mean, I just. <laughs> I have no faith in Kyrie now. He, he is, again, what has Kyrie ever done by himself? And here's the guy who told Boston he wanted to stay, and the minute he had a chance to leave, he took off. Mm. I just, I just think it's going to be a combustible situation. I don't think Kyrie will serve the end of his contract with the Nets. Durant, yes, I don't see Kyrie doing that. Mm-hmm. Well, let's go to the NHL now. After we've just talked about Nash. Um, NHL's down to the final four, and I think uh, Ernest, to give him some credit, was right about most of these teams. Chris, I don't know. He was checked out during this time. Um, <laughs> he's too busy he's celebrating about, his anniversary. Hey, I told you they weren't going to go very far at the very oh, beginning of the season. Dude, dude, dude. <laughs> they played three goalies in a series with the Stars. They got beat by a guy who shot, had one goal. During the regular season, he has a hat trick in game seven. They go to overtime. That's as close as you get. They were playing a goalie who was in the American Hockey League during the season. Yeah, the avalanche was a natural disaster waiting to happen. There you go. Paul, you are batting up. How long have you had that in your gun? You are just, this is, you're batting a thousand tonight, Paul. Yeah, the kiss up to the host, kiss up the host. All right, Chris. All right, now we got the Vegas Golden Knights against the Dallas Stars. And of course, the Golden Knights look. Here's the disdain in Paul's voice. Here's the disdain. I did a little bit of my announcer voice there for the Golden Knights. Yeah. Nothing to do with you got an original six team that you root for. And here's a team that didn't exist three years yeah, ago. I know. I'm an old crud that when it comes that way. Give me the original eight. But hey, anyways. Hey, we could have those hockey hotbeds, Tampa Bay and Las Vegas, facing each other in the finals. Mm. Traditional hockey hotbeds. Traditional hockey. I, you know, the hockey that played on the ice was almost as vicious as the hockey my brother and I played in our basement because we had the little hockey game with the rods that stuck and you'd control the players. And we didn't want to just use a little puck that came with the game. We used a marble because it was faster and quicker. And if you hit it just right, you pegged your brother in the face. So, I mean, we're intense. So, um, Chris, back to you about the Golden Knights. You think they're going to beat the Dallas Stars as predicted? I I hope... Um, I hope Dallas wins, and then I hope Dallas gets 
crushed <laughs> by the by the bolts. <laughs> I mean, just absolutely crushed, like eight two every single game. Revenge factor, Chris. Uh, yeah, Are you, you know, I don't, I, I don't feel that. I don't feel that bad. I mean, Avalanche, they were just. I don't think they could have limped along to win a cup. So just end it because it. He just couldn't stay healthy. They were on their third goalie. So um, I, I have some family, and my nephew is a huge, huge Lightning fan and uh, down in Tampa, and so I'll be rooting for the Bolts the rest of the way. Don't you ever feel like hockey teams should not be down where it's hotter than heck? Completely outside? agree. Completely just, agree. Guys, it's September. It's hot everywhere. Uh, he plays. Uh, not here. It's 40 degrees. Oh, I'm um, Monday. <laughs> All right. Well, so uh, go ahead. Oh no, I was gonna say yeah. He plays. Uh, he plays little league uh, hockey or pee wee hockey, whatever. And I'm like, I didn't know. And they have multiple leagues down there in, in the Tampa area. And I'm like, oh, how do you guys, most- how, how do you guys find enough players to play or rink time? Jeez, it's the most popular team out there. I'll be honest with you. The Lightning are more popular than the Buccaneers. The Buccaneers, you know, this year they're going to fill up their arena, you know, with the, the stadium. With well, no, um, nobody's going to fill up their arena, are they? Yeah, well, nobody's going to the arena this year. But when Tampa Bay was, I mean, Tampa Bay has always been the best supported team there, more than the Rays and more than the Buccaneers. Oh yeah, I mean they that that area has really, I guess, because there's a lot of snowbirds. A lot of retirees from up north that live in the Clearwater, St. Pete area, and Shocking. Petersburg, and, and, and they 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 fill the arena up. So that's not that surprising. And they've been good. I mean, they won a they won a cup in two thousand and three. So they've been kept it. They kept good. it. Kept it in 04. Yeah, yeah. Kept it for they had kept kept it for two years. <laughs> that's right. <laughs> Defended their championship with uh, going undefeated. So anything, any logo with a lightning bolt is cool to me. I mean, like well, you know, the, the Chargers. You know the origin the of the name, don't you? Storms? Yeah, well, no, no. Uh, Phil Esposito was the first president. And the first year they played in a barn. Pretty much it was the fairgrounds uh, where they kept all the cattle and everything for the fair, oh, nice. which is on the east side of Tampa. It only seated 8,000. And before the season, that's before they built the arena. Uh, well, actually, they, they played where the Rays were playing. And then they built the arena. They played in what was called then the Sundome. But Phil was out on a boat before they named the team, and lightning struck the uh, the, the water. And somebody there said, well, you know, uh, Florida has more lightning strikes than any other state in the union. And he goes, bingo, that's the name. I was going to tell I'm like, if you were making this whole thing up, I'm like, all you had to say was light. To, you know, Florida is the number one lightning capital yeah, in the but United I, States. I, I love Phil Esposito. Yes. He hired his brother. I, I mean, know. great. Now, now you said, uh, so this is, this is a little story. Uh, so celebrating my five-year anniversary um, this past weekend, and Paul was the, the uh, officiant. Paul, his, officiant, Paul, yeah. Blaming him, right? That's right. Too late. No refund. That's right. You know, so, he wasn't a uh, minute then, so technically he's not married. <laughs> like, how, many, how many sitcoms have worn that old trope out? I think so, every sitcom has used that trope about they're not really married because the preacher wasn't a preacher at that time. But go ahead. I'm sorry. So in 2015, I got married, and I lived in Michigan, and the Red Wings were playing the Lightning, I think in the first round of the playoffs. Mm, yep. And I bet my little nephew – uh, that the Red Wings were going to win. 
And so uh, they took it. I think the Red Wings took it to game seven and, and shocking. You know, they lost. But the the bet that he made was I had to wear a Tampa Tampa Bay tattoo on my wedding day. So I'm like, I don't care. That's fine. Like, it's a lightning bolt. Like, that's actually kind of cool. And so I get into my dressing room and my sister and my my nephew there, they're like, OK, we're ready to put the, the tattoo and I'm like, okay. And he's like, I said, where are you going to put it? He's like, on your forehead. I'm like, let me go ahead and stop you right there. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, on your wedding day? No. Not going to happen. So then I'm like, okay, let me see the tattoo. So as part of the kids thing, uh, one of their mascots is a lightning bug. So I had a lightning bug on my arm for my wedding. There's your lightning story. Wow. Wow, I don't know where to go with that. Like lightning doesn't strike twice, something like that. Anyway, better, better pass the ball and yeah, take let's, another. Let's hit. go back to the hockey, I guess. But <laughs> yes, yes, yeah. All right, so <laughs> Islanders are playing the Lightning. We're already pretty much handing it to the Lightning. So Ernest, if you have Lightning versus the Knights right now, who's going to win in how many games? The Lightning. Um, six games. I mean, I just, their, their best left winger, Steven Stamkos is out. He may come back, but Victor Hedman's playing great at defense. I mean, they're so deep. You got Kucherov. They've got Braden Point playing center. Vasilov is playing great at goaltending. Tyler Johnson, Zach Bajosian, who's bounced around as a defense all over the NHL. He's bounced from team to team. They're just so deep and they're so quick. I mean, they've been the most impressive team I've seen. Listen, uh, Islanders will probably win a game at least here in the East. Barry Trotz is an underrated coach. He started the Nashville team. He got the Predators on the thing. He took the Capitals and won a Stanley Cup, something no one else could ever do with them. And then they thought so much of him, they kicked, he left and went to the Islanders. I mean, you can't name five Islander players. They're playing their third goalie at this point. Uh, he's done a great job to get them this far. It's the you know it's the most traditional team left of the final four is the New York Islanders. Yeah. Now and now watch out. Dallas is a very physical team, so that western that western final it's going to be a lot of broken bones, bruises, and hits. Some guys are going. to – I mean, it's very very physical. If you were you know really like physical hockey, really watch the Stars and the Golden Knights. That is that's, that's a brutal 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 series. So the key that I watch to see how rough game it is, how many times the player who just passes the puck gets hit and hit hard. Because it's legal to hit a guy after he passes the puck. Um, you can't wait, you know, five seconds and then hit him because then you're going to get interference. But, man, I've been watching playoff hockey, and it is rough, and these guys are getting it every which way. But uh, that's part of the code. Well, another rough sport is the NFL, and um, our – Great American League Fantasy League drafted on Sunday. Chris did pretty good. Um, Chris, what's your name of your team again? Uh, that would be the Mile High Club. Yeah, once again. <laughs> I don't think he's talking about airport airplane rides either there. So, um, well, technically you have to do it on, on an airplane. Uh-huh. Blimp? You can always use a blimp. <laughs> That's that. Helicopter. You, you, get an, you get a medal for those two. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I thought before we start the season, I was going to go through the biggest contracts for 2020 because today um, the cornerback for, gosh, I forgot. Ramsey. Ramsey Ramsey. got the highest contract ever for a cornerback. 
So I'm going to see if these guys know the biggest contracts in the NFL. And it's no um, secret that most of them are quarterbacks. And the number one, they're both going to get Patrick Mahomes. Guess how much he makes, Chris, a year now? Uh, a year? Is he up to is he 60 or is he 40? <laughs> All right, it's between there. We're playing prices right here or something? I thought he was going to go with 520 just because we've been going over the running. 420. You're going to say 420. Sorry, 420. He makes 45 million a year. 45, okay. Number two, Ernest. You going to guess who's number two without looking on Google? Uh, Makes 35 million. Your boy Stafford's somewhere in there, isn't he? He's, He's not number 10. two. This quarterback makes $35 million. He's been around for a while. Uh, Won a Super Bowl. A-A-Ron. No, Russell Wilson makes $35 million Ooh, yeah, this year. Yeah, okay. And then another washed-up quarterback. Well, and I shouldn't say Russell's washed up. Washed but up. This guy's probably washed up for the Steelers. Big Ben is scheduled to make 34 big ones this year. Well, that's two Super they, Bowls. They man. said, they said he looks up. refreshed. They said that he he dropped like thirty pounds and looks looks good. I was just shutting that beard off. Yeah, that was, <laughs> what was living pounds. in that they beard. They said he tore like nine tendons in his arm. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't have a lot of faith. No in shoulder injuries and okay. bicep injuries take more than one year to heal all the way. He's um, he's takes so many hits. I yeah. mean, he's he's kind of like Cam in that sense that he's been physically even though you know just because he's that big. There are a lot of times he's been hit that should have been roughing penalties, but since they're big guys, officials just don't call it on them. And they, they well, I'll, I'll be interested to see what happens this year because he didn't get because last year was kind of the first year that they really, you know, uh, the the you know the officiating really hammered in on that that rule where not to touch the quarterback. So he wasn't really a part of that. That I think yeah. he maybe played one or two games. So I think this year will really tell you know if he's getting any calls. Well, that team, he doesn't have to score a lot. They have a great defense. No, they have a great defense. They have a great O-line. They have great – I mean, they have – if he can stay healthy, I think he he's the, the last piece to a championship. Well, well they, you know, they finished the season with a guy who makes duck calls. <laughs> Wait, oh, I'm sorry. Duck That's all right. Yeah. Yeah. Number four on the list is Mr. I Get No Respect, and even David Arnold uh, drafted me in fantasy football to my shock, and that's Aaron Rodgers from Green Bay Packers. He makes He's going to make 33 Don't forget the half million dollars David this year. drafted Aaron Rodgers I know. the biggest upset of the year. I know. David, my son he's, David he's cannot stand psychology. Aaron Rodgers. Is this reverse psychology figures if he picks him, he's going to get injured? Is no, that he says it's draft bait. That he, he wants to just somebody trade bait that somebody's going to want him later. So I don't know about that. All right, number five is Jared Goff. Really? Los Angeles oh. Rams are giving him $33.5 million. And by the way, folks, spoiler alert, he's also on our next segment on most overplayed players based on their salary. <laughs> <laughs> he's a system quarterback. That's the only reason why he's doing well. Ernest, any really? comments about golf? Super Bowl. Well, here I got to be completely honest about something. No, none of these guys held a gun to their GM or owner's head. That's true. So, you get so, what you can I mean, get it. Yeah, I mean, if you're gonna blame somebody, you blame the GM. One hundred percent. He's the one who wrote the check. I mean, if someone came to me and wanted to overpay me, which has never happened in my life, I'm not gonna say I'm a man of principle. You can't pay me too much. No, I. 
I like again, it's the GMs and and they pay for it pretty easily because they get fired quite quite yeah. early. But but golf is. Where's um, the Houston guy? Is he next? He's Well, he's coming. Number six is another, I think, overpaid. They've always thought he's better than he is. He played for the Washington Redskins, now the National Football Club, and now with the Vikings. Kirk Cousins is scheduled oh, yeah. to make $33 million at the beginning of a long-term contract. To, yeah, to hit blame, off the ball. You blame Washington because they, they kept uh, – you know, they kept putting him up for the average, you know, when you, when you don't give a contract and you keep them franchise uh, tag, you know, franchise tag, you have to give the average of the top five quarterbacks. So it got to the extent, the only reason he was going to get paid higher than the top five quarterback. That's the way this is structured. And that's why quarterbacks get paid. He did so the, much. But you know what? He, he got the best. He did the best thing though. He, he bet on himself and he won big. Big. Dak's doing the same. Dak's doing the same. And thing. and not only is his thirty three or thirty million what he's getting, it's all guaranteed. And that's the difference. How do you like More me than, now? Yeah, right? yeah. I was gonna Boom. say that's that's the difference. But quarterbacks can manipulate in their agents. They want to go on franchise tag because they know they're going to get paid down the road. So Kirk Unless Cousins, Alex Smith. He had that one drop that he said, if I die, I die. And I know it was taken out of context a little bit. But uh, how did that go down with you guys when he when asked about COVID, you know, and playing? I'm at a job where I'm exposed to people with COVID on a daily basis. So uh, that's just part of a job. People who are frontline workers are exposed. So I don't think that statement means that much. I mean, if it's the nature of your job, Paul, you're in a job where you're exposed or have been exposed. I think that you just realize that's a, a nature of life. So I had, I, I didn't think anything. I mean, you know, football players saying something stupid. It's not exactly news. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Chris, I'm not looking hand? for social comment from quarterbacks. Yeah. Chris is Chris. still with us. I think. Oh, I'm here. Okay. Oh, All yeah. right. Number seven is another quarterback. Can you believe it? And I don't know. He might, this guy may cur- get curved. Kirk Cousins run for his money being overpaid. Carson Wentz, $32 million this year. He's good. Know. He just can't stay healthy. Yeah. I mean, the numbers, I mean, he wins when he's healthy. I and mean, that's just the nature of it. You can't prorate the contract whether you show up for the job. Mm-hmm. Dak Prescott, and he's gone through a tough offseason. So tough, he's going to make $31.5 million this year. Yeah, but I think he'd rather have his brother than that thirty-one million. Yeah, so, uh, I, I, okay. I mean, uh, I, I mean, consider where he came. He, you know, is a deep draft pick. Uh, people have been betting against him. He's he's doing the same thing that Kirk Cousins did by going franchise. He's going to get paid. How many of those players? I, I'd like to, and I'm sure we don't have this information, but how many of those players after they got their contract have won a Super Bowl? Ooh. Well, we know uh, Rogers has not since the big payoff. You're paid, yeah, yeah. Well, you're paid for, except for golf. Most of them have been paid for what they've accomplished in the past. Not necessarily winning a Super Bowl, but winning games. I mean, don't we measure success playoff games? It depends on where the team was the beginning. Uh, For the Cowboys. Just winning a playoff game means a lot because they've only won ten in the two in the last twenty years. 
for a franchise like the Packers, you're expected to win. For the Steelers, you're expected to win. So you, you've got to have more direct benefits. So, for Ernest, Seahawks, would, you, would you have, like any other young quarterback besides Dak? I mean, if, if you're going to pay Dak $31 oh, million. Mahomes. Mahomes. And Watson, would you rather have both of them instead of Dak? Yeah, Aaron Watson. Yeah, both of them. But that's because they're young. I mean, Mahomes is doing exactly what he needs to do. Is he's like, I'll take this over ten years. I'll I'll free up the the cap first, so, so you I can still have weapons. Everybody else just has really weighted their entire team down, so it's hard to get weapons and hard to play defensive players. And mm-hmm. so I think Mahomes is doing exactly what he's you know he, I think he's being smart about it. He's doing the Brady thing and just saying I'll take a hometown discount. Let's continue to win championships. Right. Yeah, you got to remember, you've got to make your money because you never know when. I mean, Kaepernick uh, probably wished he had gone for a big contract. Mm-hmm. He had a big offer from the 49ers, didn't take it. I mean, one injury and you're gone. So you, you never really know. I mean, we're in an anomaly but, situation uh, where you've got several quarterbacks like Brady and Breeze and Rivers and Ryan. I mean, that's that's. But these guys, these guys and their kids and their kids' kids are set up for life. No matter if they don't even have a huge con- – I mean, as long as you get the second contract, you're good. And that's that's the beauty of being a quarterback. If you're a cornerback cornerback or a safety or – I think the lowest paid position is – Fullback. Fullback. It's Hunter. Actually, I think it's, it's tight ends, I think. Tight ends. No. Close. Punter? Punter, kicker? Well, punter's not a football player. Good gracious. Okay, here's the deal. You, you could take another player and he could punt. You can't take a punter and plug him at defensive end, all right? You could. But he just wouldn't be any good. There are some athletes on the team that I'm pretty sure punted in high school. No, are they going to be Ray Guy? Are they going to be Colquitt? No, but they could They could punt. Mm. You can't take a punter and put Punters are real people. Punters are people too. The last punter you could make quarterback was Tom Tupa, and that was twenty years ago. Mm. Ray so, Guy, you no, could have punters, played quarterback. Kickers aren't kickers. A kicker misses, and they bring in fifteen guys to try out the <laughs> next week. All There's right. no the position where you bring in fifteen guys to try out the next week when make one mistake. Ernest, you brought up the name, and about a month and a half ago, I think most people would have thought he got a contract somewhere. Kaepernick still remains unsigned. It doesn't look like anybody's going to sign him, despite all but the he, social unrest. He showed up. He's on Madden. He's on Madden 20. They but added him this way to did. the Madden game. Wow. Yes. Is that to throw him some money off the side to include him in there? Uh, well, that you get part of that. You don't get direct pay. That goes to the Players Association. You get a set fee. Everybody gets the same amount from video games. How much do you think that is? Like twenty thousand or tip 10? money? Tip money, probably. Tip money. Yeah. Why do you think Kaepernick wasn't signed by anybody? Even despite out in Seattle, you had you know the good old buddy coach saying, "Oh, I should have signed him in the past," and but he didn't sign him now. Because uh, one thing, he's gotten a settlement from the NFL. Yeah. So and he wants a shot. He's already stated already he wants a shot to compete for the starting position. He doesn't want to be a backup. So it's kind of 50-50. You're going to have to have a progressive owner. I thought maybe the one we have with the Panthers, David Tepper, who's, who you know, contributes a lot to liberal political causes, that he may do that. But we've got three decent quarterbacks. But I think the, the settlement, he, he feels like, which, you know, there's no way. 
he could come back and start after being gone for, for four years. The yeah. only, only thing close to this it was the Michael Vick situation. Michael Vick was out three years, and he was a backup for a period of time with the Eagles before he had a chance to start. Mm-hmm. And I think Kaepernick's going into this that that you know he he feels like he should compete for starting position. And I don't know anywhere that he could be a starter. He could be a backup, but I don't think he could competently. And this is not a I'm not derog I'm not talking about his skills. I'm just saying no one could come back being gone three years and start for a team. Right. Do you do you also think it's the Tim Tebow effect of they they want to they really don't want to hear about your backup quarterback? If you're the backup quarterback, like just be a backup quarterback. Don't you be a distraction. Be, I, that's I, right. Listen, we just looked at all these salaries. Are you really going to be that insecure if you're pulling down 34 million that you got Kaepernick as your backup? I don't know. People are weird. I would be if I was. Uh, what's his name uh, in Chicago? Trubisky. Trubisky. Yeah, but, but, <laughs> but he's not making he's not making that much money. Well, let me go he's through the guy, rest of them here. He's got a guy. Here. He's got a guy starting as a. He's got a guy starting who won a Super Bowl. Nick Foles. Yeah. All right. Let me roll down the rest of them. We'll get to the overpay people. So number nine is Matt Ryan at thirty million. Number ten is Ryan Tannehill turned one good year into twenty nine and a half million. Uh, then number eleven shocked me. Jacoby Brissett for the Colts is making $27.9 million, more wow. than Jimmy Garoppolo at 27.5, and more, more than, than my boy Rivers. Matt Stafford making 27. When Stafford got signed, he he was the most high-paid quarterback like a year and a half ago, and then that quickly changed. And he's even making more than his the starting quarterback for the Colts. Philip Rivers, yes. Yeah. yeah. Well, Philip Rivers is, where is it here? Now I'm going to go down the rest of the list. So, Derek Carr, Drew Brees both making twenty five. So is Tommy Brady. Phil Rivers, according to this, is making twenty five million too. But that's crazy. That's on my overrated list as well. And then Alex Smith, even though he is a bionic man, rebuilt leg, um, and when he runs, it goes. He makes twenty three and a half million. That's skewing Paul, old, Paul. isn't it? Who's the, who's the first non-quarterback? It, it, first non-quarterback is a defensive player. Ernest, you want to take a shot at this? <sighs> defensive player. I'd say Aaron Donald. I, I hope it's Aaron Donald. No, Kahil Mack for the Bears making 20 and a okay. half. Uh, Don, Donald's so much Donald's making player. 22 and a half. Okay. And the first wide receiver is Julio Jones. For the Falcons making 22. The best wide receiver in the NFL. But not for fantasy, but you don't want to hear that. So No, right. no, I'm talking about talent, but go yeah. ahead. All right, the 10 most overpaid players. You already know Jared Goff is on here. All right, so let's see if you can know who these people are. Ernest, you are Mr. Amazing Knowing Statistics. Oh, oh, oh boy, set uh, me up for a failure. Who, who does ahead. Oliver Vernon play for? He makes he played, eleven million this year. He plays for the Giants, doesn't he? Defensive he end for the Browns. He's gonna make, oh, okay. He's gonna make eleven million. All right, Chris, did you ever draft Leonard Fournette in your fantasy team, the running back? <laughs> I did not, but he might win a ring this year. No, yeah. he won't. Is he? Is he, is he going to the Saints? Uh, I don't know where he's going. I thought he was signed, but he's I don't with the Buccaneers. I was being sarcastic. Buccaneers. He's, he's with the Buccaneers. Yeah, he's going to make 8.6 this year. Jeez. Crazy, right? 
And then a guy that I drafted in the fantasy just as my third or fourth wide receiver, AJ Green, is scheduled to make eighteen million this year. When's the last time he played? uh, He played a couple games last year. Yeah, what a rookie throwing to him. I know. And then Alshon Jeffrey for the Eagles. You want to guess how he's making, Chris? Seventeen two. 15-5. Ah. Injuries. Hey, he has problems with injuries. And then Ernst loves to say running backs, once they hit 30, don't invest in them. Well, the Texans invested in David Johnson, and Ugh. it's going to cost them $11.2 million this year. It's going to cost them a winning record what it's going to cost them. <laughs> yeah, so the Cardinals got rid of Johnson and got DeAndre Hopkins, who they signed to a big contract, and I'm surprised that's not up here somewhere. Maybe this article was written before. Uh, Jared Goff will jump over to another running back that's too old, who held out for a year with the Steelers, and that is Le'Veon Bell is going to make $15.5 million, the first wait, wait, running back. Wait, what did you say? Le'Veon, wait, Le'Veon wait. Bell, who, as I understand, what, I, what I've heard from Jets camp is he looks like a petrified stone. He is significantly slower than he was last well, year. Well, he got arrested for smoking pot and being stoned, so I guess that works. But, yeah, so it's crazy. I don't think he's going to give support to Darnold as they had hoped for, huh? No. No, and they traded a backup quarterback to the, the Panthers. I'm backup running back, excuse me. So, uh, that's, again, the Jets, another losing year. That's one Super Bowl in 50 years. What should you expect? And you know it's bad when they go out, your team picks up Frank Gore, old man Gore, to be your backup as a running back. So AARP's favorite running back. Nice. Uh, number three was the highest-paid cornerback until recently. Malcolm Butler for the Titans gets going to get $13.4 million this year. Good for him. Good for him. Why yeah. not? I was going, hey, uh, someone wrote a check. Someone gave it to him. Cornerbacks are kind of interchangeable. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, you know, safeties are even worse. Earl Thomas still looking for a job, folks. Earl Thomas. Talk about trouble in the clubhouse or the locker room. Well, let me see. You leave the field at Seattle and you flip the bird to everybody. You get in a fight in practice. 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 Talking about practice. We're talking about practice. And so bad that they had to kick him off the team. And he desperately wants to go to the Cowboys. And the Cowboys are going, nope, nope, we're okay. We're all right. Yeah. We're settled. All right. The number one overpaid contract is Nate Soldier for left tackle for the Giants. He's supposed to yep. make $19.5 million. You know why, don't you? You know why. He came from the Patriots. Patriots, that was it. Uh, again, Patriots, yeah. Whether it's coaches or players, when they come from the Patriots, people overpay them, and they don't get anything. Hint, Paul. Hint, point. Look <laughs> at Detroit. How many ex-Patriots are on the oh, line no. right now? Yes, but things are going up. You got AP now. No, things can only no, get better. No, Lions. no, 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 no. Yeah, maybe he'll switch back to a fullback. When you said eight. Expatriates. I was thinking people living in France from America. What's expatriates? No, no, expatriates oh. from from New England. Uh, uh, your whole your defense is like what five or expatriates. Oh, I know it's horrible. Yeah, you can never outthink the great mind of Belichick. So we're down to the end of our podcast. Believe it or not, 
So I'm going to go to Ernest Watts. Ernest, I'm not going to give you just two minutes. I'm going to give you three good minutes here, Ernest. Three good minutes. Okay. Uh, today is a very special day. It's commemorating the birth of a player that was very, very, very significant in Major League Baseball history, and that's Roberto Clemente. Now, this is hard for me because I'm an Orioles fan, and Clemente put on a show in 1971 when the Pirates came back from being down three games to one to beat my Orioles in seven games. But in that series, the nation got to see something that only a few baseball aficionados knew, the all-around play of Roberto Clemente. His slashing hitting, his great arm, his fielding play, and in many respects, he is the Jackie Robinson of Latin players uh, because he was the first Latin player to be able to express himself. He was drafted by Branch Rickey, played his first year with the Dodgers, and then the Rule 5 draft, the Pirates picked him up, where he helped lead the Pirates to two World Series championships, 1971 and 1960. He had a flair, and even though he had difficulty in learning English as a second language, he started asserting himself and put a lot of the panache that we see with Latin American players these days. And so many grew up, and now they're second and third generation that never got to see him play. Tragically, he died in 1973 after he got his 3,000th hit against John Matlack of the Mets. The next day, there would have been a terrible earthquake in Managua, Nicaragua, and he was flying on a humanitarian mission, uh, food and clothing and materials, and his plane shortly after takeoff from Puerto Rico crashed, and he died very young at age 38. Even though as a player, I did not care for him because he tended to be my teens, he had brought a flair to the ball. And even today, number 21 is very significant. And because of that, all the Puerto Rican players are given the right to wear number 21 this day to honor him. And though most cannot remember watching, only old fogies such as myself remember how thrilling it was to watch him play and the, 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 the way he played with a sure fire all the time he was rushing running screen i mean he was all out all the time and again his influence is why now basically 40 percent of the players you see in the major leagues are latin american players mm. and it's influenced to play even today all these years so uh roberto clemente part of baseball history and part of cultural history a fantastic player. I'd say, like Willie Mays before him, it was a player you can't keep your eyes off of. I mean, you had to watch him all the time because he was a five-tool player or a four-tool player, whatever they want to say. He could do it all. Hit, he could run, he could catch, he could steal. He knew the game. I remember watching him as a kid and thought he was fantastic, and it was so cool. We would walk down to 7-Eleven, and back in those days, Slurpees, they used to give him baseball cups. They would put pictures of baseball players on the actual cup and you'd collect them and i remember getting roberto clemente and has stats on the back and it was so cool so definitely look up roberto clemente an awesome player all right chris uh you got a chance for three good minutes go uh yesterday the news came down that uh von miller in a freak accident or freak incident 
uh, tweaked his ankle somehow, and, and he's going to need uh, season-ending surgery, or at least if he doesn't do surgery, it's going to be three months of rehab at the absolute best, but it's most likely going to be five to six, which is end of the season. Uh, I'm predicting that he's probably not going to play in a Broncos uniform again. He's going to get let go, traded, something, and they're going to move on for him. Um, I don't know what, what that has to do with anything, but uh, stay healthy out there. We still got COVID. Wear a mask. Mm-hmm. Oh, Von Miller was the heart and soul of that defense. I think uh, Denver's yeah. going to really miss him, even though he probably lost a step or two in the last couple of years. I think he still was an impact player. Very much so, and they just don't have the depth. Uh, to the, the drop-off between him and the next player is just significant. So, um, Is the clock ticking on Vic Fangio? No, because I think he'll put a good defense, but it's it's only year two. So I think I think unfortunately for him he's got a rookie you know uh, basically a rookie quarterback and there is going to be a lot on his shoulder so we'll see what happens this year but uh, if the defense fails and that could be on Vic but the offense they've got that uh, Shermer guy from uh, the Giants so we'll see what he does but they loaded up on weapons so uh, we'll see what happens everybody's calling him the sleeper before Vaughn's uh, accident but who knows. It's going to be a fun season, though. Well, my last minute and a half, I'm just going to thank Ernest for encouraging me to just crack open my wallet, spend a little money, get the sports package. (laughs) Baby, football is back. I am going to be watching football tomorrow night and this weekend. And I think of all the sports I've been looking forward to the most is football. And I know the fans not being there, it's going to make a difference. And uh, I'm going to hope somehow the Big Ten can can make it happen by the end of October, early November as well. So things are looking better in Michigan. I hope they're looking better in your state as well. Hopefully we're going to get some better news in the days to come. So thanks for listening to Pardon the Confusion. Uh, my name is Paul Arnold. You can email me at gobluearnold at gmail.com. And I will answer it and let you know what's going on. And so for Chris and Ernest, have a great night. Yeah.